the twilight of the gods' nears. Brother will kill brother. Families will be sundered by murder. Four ages are afoot. An axe age, a sword age, where shields are cloven. A wind age, a wolf age, where the world falls. No one shall be spared. Welcome to Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion RPG podcast. Prepare for adventure. In Norse mythology, the poetic mead or mead of poetry, Old Norse uh, Skaldskabar, okay, I cannot say that, I'm sorry, also known as mead of Suttungur, is a mythical beverage that whoever drinks becomes a skald or scholar to recite any information and solve any question. This myth was reported by Snorri Sturluson. The drink is a vivid metaphor for poetic inspiration often associated with Odin, the god of possession via berserker rage or poetic inspiration. So it's not really like a... wouldn't necessarily be able to convince somebody to do something epic. There's a creation of the poetry. After the Acer Vanner War, the gods sealed the truce they had just concluded by spitting in a vat. Ew. <laughs> to keep a symbol of this truce, they created um, from their spittle a man named Kavasir. Um, he is so wise that there were no questions he could not answer. He tr- Oh, he's that guy that in... Uh, is he the one guy in uh, Almighty Johnson that kept yeah. turning into liquid? Yeah, the, b- the bum. The bum. <laughs> he was funny. Uh, no. Um, he was played by the guy. Yeah, the but the character name was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, haha. He traveled around the world to give knowledge to mankind. One day, he visited the dwarves of. For y'all and go okay. I'm so horrible with. I apologize. Put your away. Put your away. Of Fajalar and Galar, and they killed him and poured his blood into two vats and a pot called Boon, son of Ordrer. They mixed his blood with honey, thus creating mead, which anybody which made anybody who drank it a poet or a scholar. Dwarves explained to the gods that Kvasir had suffocated in intelligence. Pajalar and Galar invited a giant, Gilling, and his wife. They took him to the sea and capsized their boat, and the giant drowned. The dwarves then came back home and broke the news to Gilling's wife, which plunged her her in deep in grief. Pajalar proposed showing her a place, uh, her in the place where her husband had drowned, but Galar um, got tired of her weeping, went before her, and dropped a millstone on her head. Ah! When she crossed the threshold. These guys are horrible. These are evil dwarves. Oh my god. And I'm... Now Carrie feels better killing them. I do. I'm like, and I'm dancing with... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. When Gillig's... You call that dancing? (laughs) When Gillig's son, Sutinger, learned what had happened, he went to the doors and led them to to a reef which was covered with water at high tide. The dwarves implored him and offered him the meeting compensation for his father's death. Suttinger agreed. When he came back home, he stored the meat in a place called Hippenbjorg, where his daughter, Vinlod, 
um, was in charge of guarding it. Theft by Odin. Odin met my nine slaves who were scything hay and offered to sharpen their scythes. His whetstone worked so well that they all wanted to buy it. Odin threw it up in the air and the slaves struggled to, for it to death, cutting each other's throats. Oh my god. <laughs> He, then he spent the night at Boggy's place. Boggy was Suting's brother. He complained that business did not go well since his slaves had killed each other and he could not get anybody to stand in for them. Odin, who said, I'm gonna be, Odin said his name was Bulwark, proposed to do their work in exchange for a draught of Sutnit's mead. Boggy agreed, saying that he would try to persuade his brother. During summer, Bulwark did the work as agreed, and in winter, it asked Bulgi for his owing. They both went to Suntig's, who then refused to give a single drop of the beverage. Don't break a deal. <laughs> Bulwark then suggested that Bulgi, um to use a trick. He gave him the drill Rati and asked him to dig into Hintborg Mountain. After Bulgi, um tried to deceive him, the hole was actually dug and Bulwark slipped into it, having taken the form of a snake. Bulgi tried in vain to hit him with the drill. He arrived by Gunlod, with whom he spent three nights. Thus he could have three draughts of mead, but each emptied the container. He then transformed into an eagle and flew away. Then Suntum discovered the theft. He took the shape of an eagle and pursued Odin. When the Acer saw him, they, dis they displaced containers in which he spat his loot out. But Suntum was so close to him that he let some of the drop, some drop backwards. Anyone, anybody could drink this part which is also known as the Rhymester's Share. But the meat of poetry was given by Odin to the gods and to the men gifted in poetry. That's so now it. you know what the meat of poetry is. Do you really want to drink some guy's fermented blood? No, I don't. Ew. It's bit and it's not going to do what I thought it was, so Dwarf ain't getting any. Well, actually, it will do something. Something that you would like. What? It, w it is going to be a two-dot relic. That will let you add your legend to anything using your charisma. Anytime I take a sip, or is this well, a one-shot deal? It's a one-shot deal. Yeah. See. So you would. Is my virtue more important than a one-shot two-dot increase? So for day two, you're saying you wouldn't want on the day of uh, assessing the value of items to add your legend to your charisma. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening. Okay, in North Mythology, North Myth, <laughs> that's all, folks. <laughs> Let's try that again.